from the frozen tropics of Canada, you are listening to The Elephant Room right here on Radio A1A. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. We may have witnessed history last week with an official end to the 60-plus year war going on in Korea. I'll be bringing everyone up to date on that situation. Also, the House Intel Committee announced they found, get this, no Russia collusion involving the Trump campaign leaving leftists butthurt again. Also, is James Comey's book tour of BS going to land him in prison? All that and more, so let's get it on. In a dramatic early Friday announcement, North and South Korean leaders agreed to a framework that could finally bring peace to the peninsula and potentially end decades of tension between the Hermit Kingdom and the global community. The joint announcement that both sides will work towards a nuclear-free Korean peninsula and try to officially end the Korean War came after a historic meeting between South Korean President Moon Jae-in and North Korea's Kim Jong-un, who fewer than four months ago threatened the United States with nuclear weapons. The same Kim Jong-un who declared in a stark New Year's Eve address that a nuclear launch button is always on my table continued his recent and surprising push for peace during his meeting with Moon. While it was not immediately clear what concrete steps the countries would take to achieve the goals set forth Friday, both nations agreed to hold further high-level talks and other negotiations, including a push for joint talks with the United States and also potentially China. The Koreas, which have technically remained at war since the 1950-1953 Korean War, have agreed to stop all hostile acts over land, sea, and air that can cause military tensions and clashes. The meeting was the first time a member of the Kim dynasty was known to set foot on South Korean soil since 1953. The two men shook hands and smiled for the news cameras. Kim and Moon planted a pine tree together as a symbol of peace before resuming their second meeting of the summit, along with unveiling a plaque with the engraving saying, Peace and Prosperity are Planted. And that is amazing stuff right there. That's the type of news I want to report on each and every week. Let's just hope Kim Jong-un's recent actions are truly genuine. I'm not going to stay too long on this story because I've already heard the rebuttal from the lefties in their safe space cry closets. But the House Intelligence Committee on Friday declared that it found, ready for this, no collusion between the Russian government and the Trump campaign during the 2016 presidential election, releasing a heavily redacted final report of a year-long Russia investigation. The report, released over, go figure, Democratic objections, of course, stated that committee found, once again, no evidence that the Trump campaign colluded, coordinated, or conspired with the Russian government. The committee did find, however, poor judgment and ill-considered actions by the Trump and Clinton campaign. President Trump reacted to the report moments after its release, hailed its findings, and said, quote, The Russia witch hunt must end. Obviously, lefties are still in high hopes special counsel Robert Mueller can find some evidence of collusion, but don't hold your breath. 
Speaking of breath and hot air, former FBI Director James Comey has a different definition of the term leaked than everyone else does, according to Trey Gowdy. Speaking to Tucker Carlson of Fox News, the former federal prosecutor weighed in on Comey's sit-down with Brett Baer, where Comey insisted he did not leak his memo about his conversations with President Trump. Gowdy said the memos which he shared with the media through an intermediary related to unclassified conversations with President Trump, categorizing the documents as a personal diary, not a work product. Gowdy disputed Comey's explanation, saying his definition of a leak is what the rest of us call a felony. One night earlier, Comey told Anderson Cooper that he views a leak as an unauthorized disclosure of classified information. Leaking is disclosing a confidential conversation, said Gowdy. Gowdy added that he sees a double standard in Comey's stance on questionable statements by Hillary Clinton, President Trump, and former FBI Director Andrew McCabe. Quote, quote, Clinton can lie and she ought to be president. McCabe can lie and he's still a stand-up guy. But man, if President Trump tells any lies at all, then impeachment is too good of a remedy for him, Gowdy stated. Sang it, brother. So true. I hope this guy runs for president in 2024. I love blunt honesty. Something the left needs. Even my friends on the left can't be intellectually honest. For example... Just this past week, a Facebook friend of mine who lives in Key West posted a video of the Trump motorcade during his visit there. The video shows about 70 people watching the arrival of the president. Those closest to the camera are booing and waving their rainbow flags and expressing their displeasure and chanting various other nonsense. Whatever, that's, that's fine. Well, the video starts a massive debate, which many, including yours truly, had to chime in on. My statement about the video was, and I will quote these, I said, sounds like a whole 12 people hating on the president. I didn't see or hear any massive crowd of protesters in that video. Well, then the said friend of mine actually tags me in a response. And here's what I get tagged in. He says, quote, Jeff, there is no doubt whatsoever about the crowd's reaction in this video. It was 100% opposed to the president. This is not surprising as Key West itself voted against him in the election. His policies are largely the opposite of the island's creed and mentality of one human family. So here we have, again, I talk about intellectual honesty. Here we have many people viewing the same video and getting many different points of view on the same video. But he does live down there and said Key West voted against Donald Trump. And since he lives there, how could I doubt what he says as a truth, right? Well, wrong. I question anybody on the left. Let's be clear and honest here. The statement he made was Key West all voted against Donald Trump. We already know the county of Monroe, which Key West is in, and the state of Florida were won by now President Trump. So, to further my point that lefties can't be intellectually honest, I looked into it. Into looking into how the residents of Key West voted, I found, as I expected, my friend that posted saying Key West all voted against Trump was once again, all 10 districts of the city were indeed won by the Democrats. But at just over 50%. So that tells me that not all of Key West citizens are anti-Trump. Half certainly are. 
but not all as suggested. So it is certainly true the Democrats won in Key West, but only 53% of the island buy into the hippie notion of the one human family. To me, 53%, that's just over half. So again, not all Key West citizens buy the leftist propaganda. I respect you, buddy, but just like most lefties, you speak only in half-truths. And to the delusional lady that was commenting on the videos in the thread, I'm going to be honest with you as well. Unless you are living there illegally or living in another country like I do, no matter how many safe spaces you run to with claims of racism and misogyny, like it or not, Donald Trump is your president. Stick around. You're listening to The Elephant Room right here on Radio A1A. Every Sunday at noon on Radio A1A is the Drop Rock Top 40 show with yours truly, Harry T. I'll be here to count down from number 40 down to number one. The number one Drop Rock song of the week. Every week right here, noon, Sundays, Radio A1A, RadioA1A.com, music for the road to paradise. Thank you very much. Well, this next song... This is another song that I wrote with uh, my buddy Steve Williams back in Nashville. And a guy named Craig Morgan recorded this song. Now, for this song to work, the crowd must sing along. So it's... Na, 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 Okay, just you guys ready? Oh, that's good. Okay, now, twice as loud like you mean it. When we get in the song. Okay, ready? This song is called Redneck Yacht Club. Folks know No signing up with no monthly news Take your Johnson, your Mercury, or your Evan Run fired up Need a Saturday party code Come on in, the water's fine Just idle on over And toss us the line Bass trackers, mainliners, and a party parts Turn together like a floating trailer park Yacht Club. This here's the original second verse that we uh, came up with first. They got changed. Bermuda's black socks and a tank top tan. He popped his first top at 10 a.m. That's Bob with the hairy back. He's checking out the girls on the upper deck. Rubbing in the 15 SPF. It's hot. Man, Bob's gonna have a heart attack. Later on, when the sun goes down, we'll pull out the jar and that old guitar and pass them around. Fast trackers, bayliners, and a party barge turn together like a floating trailer park.
Welcome back to the Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. Very, very cool story um, in in regards to uh, that song there, Redneck Yacht Club by uh, Tom Shepard. And uh, he had mentioned in the intro of that song that uh, Craig Morgan had recorded it and uh, made it uh, quite a successful, popular song. I have gotten the opportunity to work with both Tom Shepard, who co-wrote the song, and Craig Morgan, who made it famous. I got to work with uh, Tom Shepard when uh, him and Donnie Brewer came up to Canada last September and uh, played Margaritaville, and uh, I was one of the supporting acts on that bill. And two years prior to that, uh, the country band that I performed in called Dry County performed with Craig Morgan in Huntsville, Tennessee. So it's very cool to get to work with one of the writers of the song and the gentleman that made it popular. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Also, if you hear me rustling around and swearing under my breath during this uh, during this program, I'm recording this show late Sunday evening right now, and the Winnipeg Jets are playing the Nashville Predators, and it is in double overtime right now. Obviously, I'm hoping for the Preds because I hate anything Canadian. Speaking of the NHL playoffs, as always, I said I would be following the Tampa Bay Lightning. They did move on to the second round and are currently down one game to nothing against the Boston Bruins right now with game two happening tonight. As for the Toronto Maple Leafs fans, as expected, they're gone. But to the citizens of Toronto, you will always have the Pride Parade. You will always have the Pride Parade. So you can look forward to that this summer. Because there will never, ever be in our lifetime a Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup Parade. Let's check in now with the weird and wacky of the past week in this installment of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Sex parties hosted in one of Colorado's nicest communities are angering neighbors who say it's time to take action. Residents on Avery Way in Castle Rock say organized sex parties at one home are causing parking problems and noise, but they are mostly concerned with the sexual nature of the events and any exposure to children. One neighbor, who declined to provide her full identity, said she received a copy of a party invitation from an anonymous person who is concerned about the events. It shows 400 guests were invited with 87 people, including 35 couples, sending a yes RSVP. The invitation references the Thunderstorm Play Palace and boasts a 7,500 square foot dwelling with every amenity, including alcohol, food complete with a vegetarian menu, 
and a chocolate fountain. The Risque Invitation also advises guests to bring their own condoms and show respect for the new furniture. The neighbor describes the guests as being from all walks of life, with some being so old they need help getting up the stairs. That is awesome. Grandma and grandpa's attending swinger sex parties. Gross, but good on them. Could you imagine the host at the front door of this place? Hey, Gramps, welcome to the party. Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Don't die on the new furniture. Unreal. That is great. Castle Rock, Colorado, eh? All right, what else do we got this week? Oh, we got to have a good old poop story. And just for the record, I don't specifically look for poop stories. They just appear on the sites I research. NBC, ABC, CNN all have odd news sections, which is where I find a lot of this stuff, which makes sense because CNN, NBC, ABC are all full of crap anyway, so why wouldn't I find a good poop story there, right? Anyway, a stinking trainload of human waste from New York City is stranded in a tiny Alabama town, spreading a stench like a giant backed-up toilet. And the poop train is just the latest example of the self being used as a dumping ground for other states' waste. In Parrish, Alabama, population 982, the sludge-hauling train cars have sat idle near the Little League ball fields for more than two months, Mayor Heather Hall said. The smell is unbearable, especially around dusk after the atmosphere has become heated. Quote, oh my goodness, it's just a nightmare, she said. It smells like rotting corpses or carcasses. It smells like death. Unquote. All kinds of waste have been dumped in Georgia, Alabama, and other southern states in recent years, including toxic coal ash from power plants around the nation. In South Carolina, a plan to store radioactive nuclear waste in a rural area prompted complaints that the state was being turned into a nuclear dump. In Parrish, townspeople are considering rescheduling children's softball games or playing at fields in other communities to escape the stink. It was Alabama's inexpensive land, permissive zoning laws, along with a federal ban on dumping New York's excrement into the ocean that got the poop train chugging away. All aboard the poo-choo train. And speaking of crap from New York, police say a New York man wanted for masturbating on a subway train was arrested, but not until after officers saw him ripping down his wanted posters of himself. Unbelievable. The photo of Costa Colasi was taken earlier this month by a rider who was on the same subway car. The rider handed the photos over to police who then made the wanted posters. The 61-year-old suspect was arrested Friday when officers saw him in a Brooklyn station tearing the posters down. He is charged with public lewdness and a phone number could not be found for Colasi. Who the hell wants this guy's phone number? Who puts that in the story? Do you really think there's some women out there on like ChristianSingles.com trying to land herself a 61-year-old pig who likes rubbing one out on a dirty subway car? Come on, a subway car. God, I took a city bus once and it took me a week to get the smell of pee and shame off me. Gross, absolutely gross. And that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Unbelievable. In a final piece of Canadian news I wanted to give special attention to, the City of Toronto held the Toronto Strong Vigil at the Mel Lastman Square in North York last night in honor of the victims of the deadly van attack last week. Ten people were killed when a white rental van mounted a curb and began running down pedestrians on the sidewalk along a busy stretch of Yonge Street last Monday. 
The accused driver, who, as always, I will not give name recognition to, has been charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder and 13 counts of second-degree murder. Sunday's vigil was preceded by a public march down Young Street. While many notable political figures attended the event, the vigil was not treated as a political event, and no elected officials spoke. On Friday, officials released the names of all eight women and two men who were killed in the incident. They ranged in age from 22 to 94. By Sunday morning, a city-organized fundraiser for the families of those affected had raised more than $1.7 million. And that is very upsetting because that crap ain't supposed to happen in this country. Which brings us to today's Elephant Room exclusive, Jeff's epic rant. Two words, death penalty. Plain and simple, let's rid the world of scum like this. Killers, pedophiles, drug dealers, kill them all, let God sort them out. Why waste taxpayer money on housing, feeding, and educating these jackwads when it's cheaper and more fitting to remove them from this planet? And before you lefties cry foul and run to your safe spaces saying, two wrongs don't make a right and killing a killer makes you just as bad as I kiss my ass. That's justice blind and fair. I've even had someone ask me just last week if I personally could throw the switch on somebody placed in the electric chair. Throw the switch. Give me a bucket of water and a bad extension cord. Not only could I kill these people, I could do it at a discounted rate, saving millions of taxpayer dollars in the process. I buy into the George Carlin thought process. You want to stop crime, you got to go biblical on the punishment. I'm talking upside down crucifixions, public stonings, make a spectacle out of it. Put executions on pay-per-view with the proceeds going to the victims' families. Lefties are more concerned about why did they do it more than they are about the act. Who cares? Just because a killer's childhood sucked shouldn't give him a free pass to anything but hell. And for the love of God, stop giving these psychos name recognition. You're making them celebrities. What the hell is wrong with the media? Do you guys realize more people know who Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson are than an icon like Mac McAnally? A songwriter, Hall of Famer, multi-time award winner, multiple hits, but a sickle like Ted Bundy is selling more t-shirts than Mac. Society is messed, and these killers shouldn't be immortalized. They should be euthanized. Capital punishment and the death penalty will not bring back the victims, I agree. But it will prevent future ones. And that was Jeff's epic rant. Stick around, we got more to come. You're listening to The Elephant Room, right here on Radio A1A. Hi folks, this is Harry Tiford, the general manager of Radio A1A. Well, it's warm and beautiful here in the Florida Keys, but sometimes we just don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, so we turn to folks like What's Going On Live Music Promotion, our source for finding live music venues and live musicians who are playing at these wonderful venues. Artists and venues, you can also promote your upcoming gigs free of charge. With what's going on, Live Music International, and a page for each state, no matter where you are, what's going on will provide you 
the information you need to support live music across the country. What's Going On also has five area-specific pages just for Florida. That's right, they have one, What's Going On in the Florida Keys. So, no matter where you live, travel, or play, What's Going On keeps you up to date on what's going on in the live music scene everywhere. So join them on Facebook. That's all you have to do. It's free. Uh, when you log in, tell them you heard this on Radio A1A. Music for the Road to Paradise. Sail the windward passage with a skull and crossbones High upon my mast and headed toward the leeward islands Cause I heard there's treasure there With my girl and Bonnie <laughs> We made quite a pair And I'm Henry Morgan Captain of the Satisfaction Letter raid in Maracaibo Back in 1667 Got arrested in Jamaica For sacking Panama then I broke out of jail and met old Jack for some grog. And we're all getting down in a pirate town. Take a mug of ale and pass it around. And we'll divvy up the booty that we stole last week. Spend it all on liquor and a sweet We had a boat is a rocket. We got our ships all of the high seas Captain William Kidd went off to Oak Island with all the gold that I hid I captured a French merchant in the mouth of Money Cove took all the jewels and silver and loaded up my boat yeah they call me Blackbeard but the name is Edward Teach with my sword and my pistol I strike fear and enemies off the coast of Carolina on the Queen Anne's Revenge but now I'm sailing south, swashbuckling with my friend.
little Jesse Rice right here on The Elephant Room. That was from his Pirate Sessions album. Checking in now with what's going on in the world of trop rock. Mr. Lyle Wilson hosted the Radio A1A Trop 40 Countdown this week as Mayor Gonzo Mays and Harry T. wrote Frolicking with Bertie Higgins in Tarpon, Tampon, Tarpoon. How do you, how do you pronounce that part of Florida? Anyway, that's that's where they were. I wish I traveled as much as Harry T. and Mayor Gonzo Mays do. That would be uh, that, that must be quite quite the life. Hopefully, I get to enjoy that again one of these days. But anyway, Lyle Wilson did a great job as per usual, driving the ship for Harry T. and Mayor Gonzo. And as always, I will be playing the top five songs of the week at the end of the show. So without further ado, here are the Radio A1A top five songs of the Trop 40 countdown this week. Number five, Troy Powers, Under an Old Palm Tree. Number four, My Wave, Alan Ronco. Number three, Burton Sassy with their song Love Bugs. Number two, Sail to the Moon by Joe Downing. And the number one song again this week, Reclaiming Its Throne, Me Time by Brooke Graham. Congratulations to all of the artists that make the top 40 each and every week, especially those that get some props in the top Another reminder here, as I forgot to do it this week, to get on board the Radio A1A Party Cruise to Paradise 2018 for an eight-day Caribbean cruise with stops in Aruba, Carousel, and Grand Turks on the Carnival cruise ship Sunshine, leaving November 23rd out of Port Canaveral. The entertainment schedule consists of Ty Thurman, Daryl Clanton, Burton Sassy, Carl Page, T.J. Walsh, and Troy Powers, and will be hosted by, of course, Weekdays with Wilson host, Lyle Wilson. Please contact Carnival Cruise Lines at 1-800-819-3902, extension 82573, with the group booking... 1QZV14 and enter the pin number 8135 and as always nobody's going to remember that and nobody's recording this show so just contact Lyle Wilson and it looks like that is my time once again I can't thank y'all enough for letting me be your elephant in the room each and every week right here on Radio A1A so until next time from the frozen tropics of Canada this is Jeff Gallagher saying it's cold out there drink warm thoughts you've been listening to the elephant room on Radio A1A I like drinking Johnny Walker red banana daiquiris And if I had to choose Which one would it be? I want to lay on the beach in the shade of an old palm tree I've lived in the city But I'm a Time's not a factor No watches allowed I want to live every day Like it's the last day that I have to live 
If I had to choose Which one would it be? I wanna lay on the beach In the shade of an old palm tree Well, I've sailed on a boat Drank margaritas by the bay I toured in a bus with most of the time going the wrong way I can't speak for you brother only for me I wanna live on an island drinking rum down by the sea Tomorrow, we have to live day by day. A chance to forget all of the sorrow that's in this world today. I like the mountain. I like to see and I like drinking Johnny Walker in banana daiquiris If I had to choose Which one would it be? I As I watch the waves hit the sand, she's the answer For all the good that's in my life, no turning back now Time to open up both souls, never thought I'd see the sunrise As I stand so right into your eyes, I could get lost sometimes But I always realize it's your love your touch, your kiss That I just can't resist You're my way My way You caught me by surprise That sweet, beautiful smile of your kiss I never get enough She crashes up to me When I feel I just can't win I never thought I'd see the sunrise It stands so right until you rise I can get lost sometimes But I always realize It's your love Your touch 
Turning back, love has found its way in this dreamer of the oceans. He's here to stay for the one who stole his heart from the way. It's your love, your touch, your kiss. That I just can't resist. You're my woman.
gasoline And she a gonna be here soon She got something for me Just to wait and see It's gonna be a hot afternoon I'm a swatting at the love box Laying in the sunshine Waiting on love Swatting at the love box Laying in the sunshine And waiting on love
me, but you ain't half smoke but snuffed out in my ashtray. That ought to get me to 40. I only think about it when I'm high on red wine. The rest of the day I seem to be just fine. Gonna head down to the coastline, have a little me time. I dare that tide to reach my chair. I don't even want nobody knowing I'm down here. I came to freak my mind. Maybe get a little sunburn on my nose and Chill out, see how it goes Hanging with the girl from Mexico Yeah. 